everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. I'll just check the date. I can't, it's August 30th, 2023. We're, this month's just about over. Um, and we're, we're here in Congress, the, the Congress Street office at Flow Sports. It's makeshift temporary studio, the new one, big one coming upstairs. But uh, our first show out of this studio, and I'm pumped about today's guest. Um, the guy has been in wrestling for, I think, about his whole life. And it was at Oklahoma State, just finished up 21 years there, and is moving to Colorado Springs, or maybe he has, but he's going to become the national developmental coach uh, for freestyle athletes, resident athletes at Colorado Springs at USA Wrestling. Uh, Zach Esposito. Zach, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the show. What's going on, Bader? It's hey. good to see you. I feel, I feel uh, very privileged to be first guest in the new studio then. That's right. Right here, right? That's right. Yeah, we're we're cracking the egg, um, breaking this place in. So, thanks for thanks for joining us today. Um, so big, big news in college wrestling. You know, we've said this, but you you know you were at Oklahoma State for for 21 years as an athlete. You're NCAA champ. You went on and coached for for a long time. You coached you know team trophies. You had individual national champions. Um, but I do know, or I, I think, maybe freestyle is your first love. I know you really like freestyle, whether or not it's, yeah. it's, it's your first love. Um, so, well, when did you get involved? How old were you when you started wrestling? But really, what I want to know is how old when you started wrestling freestyle? Oh, I mean, I think it, yeah, freestyle, I mean, to just kind of get into it, it's just been a, been a major passion of mine. I think, you know, I remember, um, you know, as a young kid, um, I'll be 40 here in about a week. Um, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, I think I think I remember, you know, watching the 92 Olympics. Um, so, you know, fairly young there. But then in 1996 is when I, I truly like actually, you know, recognize recognize the Olympics and watch Kendall Cross win an Olympic you know gold medal and watch tom brands and kurt angle and all these guys win the win the olympic title and uh i think that was the the time when you start to really go uh man you know this is literally the highest achievement in not just your sport but in any sport um to me to be able to represent your country um so in order to way to get there it was either you know freestyle or greco um, and freestyle was just, it was just something I was always so passionate about. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, you always hear kids talk about like, which one was more fun. And they always go, you know, freestyle is more fun. Um, and I don't know if that's because of the way it's laid back or the different tournaments or the cool different places you get to visit. Um, but what's so unique about it is that it's not limited to just your country. You're opened up to the entire world. And, um, I, you know, I'll never forget you know, moments, you know, being at the world championships and being at the Olympics with, with, um, you know, OSU guys and, and everything. But I'll never forget one of the first times I coached a cadet world team. Um, uh, Kevin Jackson was, was coach and, um, one of the guys won and he was like, you know, he, you know, Kevin, he, he's, you know, he's a fired up kind of guy. And yeah. He, he tells the kid, he goes, he's like, world champ, world champ. And the kid's like, yeah, he's like, best in the world and then when he said that it kind of just like wow you're literally the best wrestler in the world um at that weight class and when he when he kind of said that it's just like wow that's incredible um so for me um that was that's the pinnacle of the sport to be the best in the world and you know um 
I've been fortunate to be around a lot of people that have done it. Been fortunate to be uh, watched them train to do it. I've been fortunate to to be in their corner um, while they won medals, and um, to be able to share in moments like that is is for me is incredible. Um, and just to have a little piece of of um, to be able to contribute to the country and to people you know, reaching for their great dreams and goals. I mean, that's so fulfilling, um, you know, as a person. Yep. So uh, I started probably young. I mean, I can't remember. I mean, I can't remember when I first started wrestling. I just was like that little kid getting dragged to practice with his older brothers because my mom was not going to drive to eight different places for different sports. She's like, you're the youngest. Uh, you're just going where we're all going. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fantastic. Uh, as far as like, you know, you, you mentioned some of the reasons you like freestyle because you know it, it, it's the, it's worldwide. You can go far places, but you know you weren't, you know, as a youth, right? You probably weren't traveling overseas and trying to be the best in the world. Um, but 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 what is it about the sport itself? Like you said, is it the laid back? It's a little bit more laid back than folks are, or the 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 on the mat wrestling itself. Is there something about freestyle that you prefer you know wrestling wise um, that over, over folk style yeah I, I think you know throughout the years the rules have changed quite yeah. a bit so at times there were times when people could get frustrated with freestyle like in my career you know um it went from you know a clinch where we're, we were locked around the body yeah um and you literally see people jockeying for this position for about a minute on the mat um to um you know, to when I started, you know, got into that scene, it was the best out of three periods, and the dark you know, my opinion, that was like that was like the dark era yeah. of freestyle wrestling. And I really feel like right now, um, the rules in freestyle they really got it right, um, in the sense of like, uh, there's always um, there's always action, in the sense of like, you know, no one's going to hold out to take something to overtime and, and be afraid to make. Um, you know, mistake. There's always this sense of anxiety, you know, while you're wrestling, and it's kind of also like when you get into coaching, of it is creating these angst, you know, these anxious type of situations where you have to keep your, you know, keep your composure and keep your mind set because, you know, the last point scores wins. Um, I think I think that is just something that's there's always that action, and the match is going to end at that time. It's not going to go on forever and ever and ever. Um, that and just. You know, you get to get to see the best of the best wrestle each other. You know, and sometimes you might not always get that just in the country, but um, you get to create these um, scenarios of this country versus this country. You know, and and you don't want politics ever to come into sport, uh, but there's a different there's a there's a big thing when USA wrestles Iran or Russia wrestles USA and, and all those kind of things. So to see that is really cool. But uh, skill-wise, too, it's 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 incredible because you know I always say like you're not going to see a really really good guy get teched in folk style, but you could see him get teched in freestyle. Definitely. Whether a guy gets a trap arm gut or he gets a leg lace, and it's an explosive sport to watch. You see high, you know, you know high amplitude throws, you know, and and good guys could get thrown. And um, you know, I was watching. The cadet, you know, the U seventeen worlds and U twenty worlds with my buddy, and and uh, he's he he's just getting into to wrestling, and 
and I started introducing him to freestyle wrestling. And he's like, man, what's that move where they get low on the legs and then they just roll across the mat? I'm like, that's called ankle lace. He's like, I want to call it a gator roll because it looks like a gator roll. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, nah, it's an ankle lace. But, um, but yeah, it's exciting. I'm like, here, go down. Let me put you in this move and show you how it, how it hurts. <laughs> and just go. So, so that's, I mean, that's my, my, my love for it. It's just giddy and, the, and it's, 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 it takes skill to win in freestyle. And, um, think that's what it's it's the highest level so it's awesome yeah uh so i think most people know the scenario james green was the developmental mm -hmm. coach um he retired became the developmental coach kind of unretired and i think he had surgery maybe to fix his hip or something like that so what was it that you know prompted you to want to like hey make the transition come on out to colorado springs and and take on this developmental position i mean uh for me i mean this it happened a while ago uh, you know it was it was decision that i made you know for myself and for my family and for my career but um it, it was it's really just a passion of mine um especially with the development um you know what what better way you know so my first trip that i'm going on or, or that i know of right now is um is the u pan uh u15 pan am championships and you're working with 15 year olds and you know what what more and a better opportunity as a coach can he play as being influential to to a kid in his career and to be able to work with young kids you know i have an 11 year old son and i was heavily involved with the you know the youth club around here the cowboy wrestling club and um you know it you're in it for that purity of the sport um and i'm not saying college you're not in it for the purity of the sport but there's a lot of other challenges that come in in college athletics um especially right now what you're saying but when this job opened up, um, I always thought it was always a great job. And when I look at the lineage of coaches that have come through this position, from you know, at the, you know, for as far back as I remember, I remember Sergey uh, was there uh, with Cejudo, and then um, I remember uh, you know Kevin Jackson, Bill Zadick, Terry Brands, um, you know. You know, and, and recently James, you know, Brandon Slay, and I look at the, the lineage of coaches that have come through it, and I'm like, to be among those names um, as a person that can contribute to the development and cr and help create future champions for the USA, I mean, to me, I'm like, that gets me giddy. It gets me excited. It gets me like fired up to be able to do that. So when when that opportunity came up, you know, I threw my name in the hat because. Um, this is a passion and something that I knew and know that I'll love to do. Um, so it was a it was a long process, you know. Went through the whole thing with it, and you know, finally it comes down to it and they go, "Hey, you know, we want you to be the development and resonance coach." And then now, you know, it really hits the fan, and then you got to make that decision of, "Okay, I've been here for 21 years at Oklahoma State, I'm associate head coach. You know, am I going to make this this change and make this move?" And um, for me. The opportunity of going to it was um, something I couldn't pass up. Um, so, so that's where where I'm at today. And tomorrow I drive out to Colorado Springs and I start on Friday. Oh, awesome! So you're right around the corner. Uh, yeah. So, so 21 years at Oklahoma State. I guess probably 16 as as a coach. <clears throat> you know, we kind of laid out a little, some of the differences between coaching college and, and coaching these 15 year olds and, and, and everything else. How has college, how did college coaching change 
over those those 15 or 16 years you were there, maybe more so in recent years with NIL and Portal, but I'm sure just overall it, it's changed. I'm not for the better or for the worse. Probably just has just changed and, and been probably a little bit different. Yeah, it's just a different landscape. I mean, I've been – yeah. I've been here for 21 years. I came out to Stillwater, Oklahoma at 18, 19 years old, you know, 18 turned 19. And, you know, from, from myself wrestling um, to where it is today, I mean, one, it's become way more competitive. Um, you know, I just always say this example of like, you know, I didn't even know South Dakota State had a team when we were wrestling. You know, and now yeah. you've got a two-time national champ and a, and a guy that's in the finals. But Northern Colorado's got an NCAA champ, you know, with a national champ as their head coach. And, you know, Wyoming and, and, and these other schools that are like, it's become more competitive. There was no off. There's no off weekends now. You know, you never know who you're going to run into, um, you know, that weekend. Um, so... I, th- I think in that sense, um, our, our sport in, in college has got a lot of resources put into it, and a lot of people um, that were good wrestlers are now coaching at these colleges, making names for themselves, and, and just, like I said, way more competitive than when I was wrestling. Um, so I think that, that's been a big change in it. Um, so always being on your game. Obviously, the the latest stuff now with NIL and transfer portal and all those things are are just different, different landscape. But I still think that um, at the core of at the core of what makes you successful, I think I think that still can still you know remain the same. The sense of community, the sense of culture, the sense of you know um, the coaches you have on your staff to you know type of kids and the type of environment you're trying to create and the skill and the technique i think that stuff has kind of stayed the same um but um you know maybe a little bit different in the kids approach and parents involvement of parents a lot different than you know when i was in school and probably when you were in school too Um, so you know it just it's evolved for the better in a sense of skill and competition um is it evolving in the right way? That's the best thing for the sport with NIL and transfer. You know, um, you know, it's it, there's a bit of a fear there with it, and I think that as colleges and everything, to be able to get a grip on it and let this play out, and 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 I don't, don't want to say survive, but but be resilient through this time as programs throughout the country. I think it will pass in a few years, and and things start to get normal, or it creates a new normal. You know, so when you say you think it'll pass in a few years, do you mean like you think it'll change NIL? I, I assume you're talking about or go away yeah. or just become like more under control. I think it'll be more under control. You know, it won't go away. I don't think NIL will go away. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be a little bit more of a grip on on it. But you know, who knows? Who knows what happens with the NCA and and who knows what what um everything turns into you know obviously college coaches and and everything we're going to have to fight and even stay together just to protect programs and protect people you know honestly like nil it's it's a tough thing i think the transfer portal is something that's probably needs to be addressed even before nil just because um you know I, i mean i'm at oklahoma i was at oklahoma state and not just in wrestling, but in, in other sports, you see, you see competitiveness, like for football, 
thing. You know, you get a guy that, you know, Alabama doesn't go and recruit, and this kid's a three-star athlete, and they get developed into a five-star athlete. Well, you know, he doesn't owe a loyalty to to the university. You know, so at, at the one point, it's like either the homegrown kids in Oklahoma, they're going to stay there and be loyal to it, or, you know, there are going to be people that really depend on the sport for their family and, you know, are not going to be, you know, looked down upon for going to another university because it's an opportunity that benefits their family. So I think I think the transfer portal is, is something that needs will be addressed for it. And then, um, you know, then I think NIL and, and all that kind of stuff, I think it'll, you know, iron itself out and people will, you know, that's that's what I mean. It's like it's gotten so competitive. It's gotten so competitive in the sense of like, you know, uh, people want to win. People want to win, and people get paid good salaries to win. And um, and you know, they're going to do what they have to do to to you know keep up. Yeah. So I think it. I think I think though. You know, I think it. You know, probably three to five years. Hopefully, it starts to. Starts of like I said, it'll probably just become a new norm, a new normal, and people mm-hmm. will be more just a better grip on it, a better acceptance to it, and just find a better way to operate, um, you know, through it. Yeah, and NIL it's not directly, but maybe it's tied to recruiting, or 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 at least recruiting is a big part of a job of a college coach, with or without NIL, right? It's a really big part. There's the coaching aspect on the mat. There's all these things. Recruiting huge. Um, you're going to be probably still recruiting, but in a different sense, right? So explain to yeah. me like w- what that entails and who you're looking for. Are you going to be actively recruiting yeah. high school kids to come do the Kyle Snyder yeah. to, or the Henry Cejudo plan? Or, or now it's uh, it, this has developed a little bit more into a norm as well. Yeah, I think like what I'm most excited about this job is is those type of opportunities. Um, you know, I, the the thing that I take to the table with USA Wrestling is that you know I've been a college coach for 14 years i mean like i literally i've been at osu for so long that i I don't even know how many years like people will go like how many years have you coached i'm like i have to literally go in my head and be like who was the first group of guys i recruited and Uh count from there it's just it's just always been a part of me um so i think like the one thing that's i'm I'm excited about it is that um i bring a little bit of a college i bring that college knowledge you know to usa wrestling and, and that sense of recruiting and development and all those type of things too but I also like the college side of it too. What I'm, and, and I'll get to the kind of the point of, of yeah. what I'll be doing, you know, with the residence program. But um, I'm excited to work with the other colleges, and I really think that I'll be able to provide a good mediator, you know, between USA Wrestling and the colleges and RTCs because I understand what the frustrations were for college coaches and the workload that's put on college coaches and. To be able to recognize that and 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 try to do my very best to show the colleges and RTCs that I, I'm working for them just as much as they're helping the United States yeah. and in in their guys. So that I'm really excited about and, and being able to show my loyalty to USA Wrestling and 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 show you know that and then at the same time I'm like super excited about learning from the other coaches too i mean you know 21 years at oklahoma state and i had a heck of a mentor in john yeah. who in my mind is is one of the greatest minds of all of sports you know in the sense of skill technique and just you know 
way way you kind of just you know just like <laughs> just the way they think is different you know you're dealing with a savant you know in the way they think um so so that kind of stuff so with that kind of kind of goes into you know what i'll be doing at usa wrestling with the residence program so i'm going to be doing the u15 um, pan american championships u17 worlds u20 worlds u23 worlds you know help bill and joe and and in in any sense that i can for the senior level guys so i'll be busy with that kind of stuff but then on top of it i'll be doing the residence program um which you know will we will um you know, offer support to the colleges on RTCs and guys wanting to come out for training camps or times to train, you know, hey, you get an opportunity for a week here, come on out. Uh, you get an opportunity for a month here, come on out. Um, and then really to try and create it into this training environment where it's going to, you know, we want it to be the premier place to train for the development of kids. Like, um, you know, Kyle Snyder, you know, Mark Hall, it was important for Mark Hall to win, you know, six high school state titles you know but with that though he used a lot of time and came out to Colorado Springs and trained um Kyle Snyder it wasn't as important for him to go win four Maryland state titles so for him he moved out his senior year full-time um so having those opportunities for high school seniors or um people that we can we can bring in to train full-time and go to international tournaments go to college opens go to train senior level training camps you know, international training camps, all those type of things to keep them on track to develop to be world and Olympic champions at an earlier age. Um, gap year kids, kids that are taking that gap year between colleges, um, you know, high school and college, that's a great opportunity for them to come out and train. Olympic red shirts, um, and really just, like I said, it's just providing this environment. When I was training, like when I was in, in that sense, I mean, um, Olympic Training Center was, was the place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but this was before RTCs and everything. It was the place to be. You know, Terry Brands was the residence coach. Kevin Jackson was the was the um, national teams coach. Um, you know, uh, Steve Mako was there training. Cejudo. They put two guys on the Olympic team. One won the Olympics. The other one, uh, Mako took fifth. And they had guys. It was it was a great environment. So. My goal is is to be able to do those those type of things and you know help create the funding for it and provide high level coaching and like I said it it's it's going to take a community to do it it's going to take the entire you know wrestling community to do it and and I feel like um, I'll be that good good mediator between the colleges RTCs and USA Wrestling that they trust us to develop their guys and keep them on track. And all these, you know, you talked about maybe maybe kids doing the, the Kyle Snyder thing, or or mm-hmm. red shirts, or Olympic red shirts, or like, you know, all these ideas of people to uh, I think recruit and, and come train out. Is it is it is it just that, or or like you know, if uh, let's say I'm uh, in college and I'm going to redshirt or I'm taking an Olympic redshirt, mm-hmm. like I want to go train in Colorado. Do 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 I contact you? Do I hit up yeah. USA Wrestling? How, you know what I'm saying? Like how? Yeah, they would they would you know most likely it'll be you know. You know, I've had people reach out to me already, just kids going like, hey, I can't, you know, I'd love to, to get there, whether kids or whether even was college guys, you yeah. know, and, you know, they would communicate, you know, probably, preferably it would go through their coaches and, and their coaches would communicate with me going like, you know, if, if X coach at X university um, says, hey, I have this guy, he's training for U23 Worlds, we're right now in our preseason, he could really use some freestyle work. 
um, can I get them to come out? Okay, yeah, boom, here, come out. Okay, how long do you want to stay? Okay, two weeks. Okay, let's do this. Boom, let's do that. Okay, well, we have enough guys. Let's create a training camp now. You know, so a lot of it also, I also don't want to speak out of terms because, you know, a little bit is, you know, I've been at Oklahoma State for 21 years and uh, I'm ambitious, you know, and I'm eager, you know, to yeah. get there and start working. And, uh, you know, so a little bit is when I get there to be able to understand the whole process to this too you know like bed space if we don't have bed space how do we go to this type of deal and like just all those other like the logistic stuff you know it's typical wrestling coach you say yes before you know the logistics <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> um, but no yeah so so preferably it'd be like the coaches and for the younger guys the parents reaching out to me and then discussing with my peers at usa wrestling and my higher ups to go okay we want to do this let's figure out how to do it um, so, you know that that's how it will be. Yeah, uh, and one thing you said about Oklahoma State, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I feel silly for never even having thought of it like this. Like, I, I John Smith was my coach, my mentor. He's let's face it, he's a savant. Well, duh. Yeah. Like, I just like in my head, I'm like, no, he's just a great wrestler. But like, all great wrestlers, great, you name it. You know, lacrosse, track. All of them at the highest level, they have they're, they're, it's their minds as much as yeah. their physical capabilities, right? They're smart, they're intelligent, they're they're high performing. And you know, John, you said that he's a savant, and there's no, no doubt. Maybe just explain, you know, just peek back the, behind the curtain a little bit, what it's like working under a savant, working under one of the greatest yeah. ever, and, and some of the things you, that, that you took from that well, experience. Um, as an athlete. Um, he was still wrestling with us too. Yeah. So that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it was really cool because you could you could understand like how good he was. I mean, this guy was, you know, high thirties just beating the crap out of us. I mean, I literally seen him beat guys before they went to the Olympics, and this guy was thirty five years old. You know, um, which was which is incredible, but. I think a lot of it also was like when I was wrestling, our relationship was was beyond the coach and athlete. You know, I felt really, you know, not only just him, but the Smith family, you know, with Pat Smith, another guy that was the first four-time national champ. Um, you know, so I think like when he took it to a personal level, you know, for me, it was it was way more effective than him just treated me x's and o's you know just just to know that he was in my corner he supported me and he believed in me it's like that's all i needed you know show me some technique here and there and but like also though the difference between him and maybe some other coaches that i've seen coaches the detail in positions i mean um you know from a low single leg the way he was able to react to really you know the crackdown position which is one of the hardest positions in wrestling especially in freestyle because again it flipped and just being able to master those positions and just his mindset of of um, his philosophy of wrestling of just going you score takedowns you're going to win a lot of matches um so um you know his his um his philosophy of going out there going like go try and score 100 takedowns i mean that was real um and unfortunately, it was real when he still wrestled with us. Um, but um, as a coach, coaching under him, um, you know, I got to see him, you know, you know, throughout his whole whole time, or at least you know, a big part of his time. I mean, um, 
you know, I've coached and, and wrestled on some of the greatest teams at Oklahoma State, and, and I've been a part of some of the worst teams at Oklahoma State. Um, but um, I don't know. It's hard to explain um, what it's like coaching for them um, because um, just because it's like he gives you a lot of freedom to make mistakes, which is great. And then at the same time, um, he's got a high expectation for you in, in what you're doing, too. Um, so if that makes any sense. Sure. Uh, but, um, you know, just the way you take approach to things. I mean, you, you might think of this way of doing it, and then he kind of explains his way and, and the idea of why. And then you realize, like, oh, this guy thinks at a different wavelength than, than what normal people think. I never even thought of it that way. And he's seeing things that are happening, you know, six months from now rather than, you know, in the moment. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, um, you know, every day was a was a was a was a learning experience for me. Sure, uh, I want to I want to go back just a little bit. Like you talk about wrestling with him, I didn't even think about that. Of course, yeah, he's probably still wrestling when when you were, mm-hmm. were competing. Maybe just describe wrestling against John Smith in the practice room uh, obviously he didn't do it in matches yeah. but yeah like like what maybe the first time what surprised you or just what was I mean I can think of uh, the reasons he was so good I but. think um, you know I'm thankful that uh, I never had to wrestle with him when he was a competitor like actually competing because um, you know people say like brands were intense John Smith is a different type of intensity. I mean, just way different in that sense. I mean, everyone talks about John's technique and skill and all this, but the dude was is so competitive and just like vicious. You know, <laughs> vicious in a good way, like in, in that sense. But like, you know, I would I would hated it because he would have just tried to torture you the whole time. You know. Um, I think the first the first time I wrestled him was like uh, my true freshman year. You know, I was ranked one and two in the country as a true freshman, and I went a match with him, and it just was his speed, his strength, and just everything just destroyed. You know, just destroy you. You know, and uh, you know he he you come in like in the summertime. I'd, I'd always nag him to go work out, like pop up in his office. I'm like, let's go, come on, let's go work out, let's go work out. And he come down to the wrestling room, and he'd do one of these type of stretches, you know, <laughs> and then and then he'd get on your head, and then you you'd uh, you know you you start drilling, you start drilling, you start drilling. And about ten minutes into it, all of a sudden, that's when the workout really began. And um, you know, for the next thirty minutes, it wasn't so much of what you think is only technique. It was you like working through this different type of. Um, this different type of intensity, you know, and this had a resiliency. And then that's when it, like I said, that's when it really, really like the workout would start. But I remember watching him, you know, in 2004, um, right before the Olympics, I seen him wrestle with Guerrero and just, you know, you know, beat up the Guerrero. And then honestly, to tell you the truth, he wrestled with Jamil Kelly. And that was like the first time Jamil, you know, was able to crack through. And, and what's funny is that John was maybe, mid thirties at the time, I, I uh, or maybe forty. And it was like Jamil finally was able to to get a win on him and Jamil goes, 
It's like, I knew I was ready to win the Olympics then. I'm like, after you beat like a 40 year old man, <laughs> <laughs> but it was John, you know? So that was what, um, so I mean, yeah, it's just, it was like, it's just wrestling with, you know, it's be like playing basketball with Michael Jordan, you know? I'm sure he's still really good. Uh, Michael. <laughs> oh, and it's John. I'm sure John can, can still go, even though he's probably mid, mid fifties, 57 or something like that. Uh, so, so looking back, you know, at the, tw- I keep saying it's 21 years at Oklahoma state, you know, I'm trying to think of like, or ask about like things that stand out. Maybe, maybe it was the first time you worked out with John or, but you know, I'm thinking of like one time as an athlete, it can be coach, it can be riding the bus, it can be practice, it can be, it can be it, competition. But one example, uh, as, as an athlete and one example of a, as a coach, just memories that stand out. And I'm yeah. sure you have a zillion. So maybe this is a tough question, but uh, yeah, um, it's a, it's a tough one, but you know, my teams were incredible. I've been very fortunate to be on some, some great teams. I mean, you know, in 2000, in 2005, you know, you know, every year I wrestled at Oklahoma State, we, we won a national title. You know, we won four straight all the years that I wrestled. And then in 2005, we had five champs and seven All-Americans. And the 2005 team was was incredible. It was, you know, Steve Mako and Johnny Hendricks, Jake Rolschold, Chris Pendleton, myself. And then, you know, um, you know, Coleman took, you know, place that year as a, as a freshman and Daniel Fishborn and nathan morgan on a team who ended up being incredible so like honestly like the the road trips and and that kind of stuff kind of way together all that stuff was just was just you know incredible but um you know i think obviously the best memories of of, of winning the national title you know that's that's incredible too and i think what's more exciting is like the year i won it you know it wasn't just me that did it it was it was a group of guys that came together as a whole and 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 perform to their best but i mean mako was always just a just a he he was always you know he had he had stories after stories you know being you know being there he was so intense um i think the first time steve showed up from iowa uh johnny thompson was like i got some chicken from kfc i'm gonna bring it over to him as like a as an offering gift to him (laughs) you know like like things like that um you know, uh, one time we were on the bus and we were wrestling. Um, uh, we we wrestled Northern Iowa, and, and we didn't wrestle our best. Um, you know, we didn't wrestle our best, and and John was kind of getting on to us about you know like you guys look slow, you look sluggish. You know, you're, you if if weight is a problem, you need to you need to adjust your weight. You need to you know you need to focus. You know what makes you gain weight. You know what makes you gain weight. What makes you gain weight. And Steve's like, eggs. He's like, well, you never cut weight before, Steve. So, you know, like, <laughs> no, it's like, um, I mean, just honestly, though, um, those times, I mean, camps, you know, the, honestly, like right now, uh, right now, camps are so different because everyone's got like their individual camps and now all these guys are able to really kind of go out and make money, you know, on their own and they make, make a lot of money on their own. Um, Doing, doing their own private camps or, or coaches having them out. But when I was in school, we did two weeks of, of, of camp at OSU. Then we'd get into a car and we'd drive to Reno, like a 24-hour drive to Reno, and then two, do two weeks of camp in Reno. And really, honestly, that was the best time that I've ever had with my teammates because it was out of the season. 
could you imagine taking 20 something kids to Reno, Nevada for two weeks to do camp? And, <laughs> uh, you know, there's no air conditioning in the in the dorm rooms so shane roller would go to walmart buy an air conditioner unit put it in the window and at the end of camp go take it back to get our money back um you know just like things like that is what you miss the most as a coach as a coach i mean there's 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 sort of there's so many moments um you know um you know nick piccinini obviously i I don't want to say because of spencer and stuff but that was one of the most incredible moments in gallagher iva history you know i'm in a you know, you, you say it, um, you know, guys winning national titles, um, you know, Alex Derringer, Russ, you know, uh, going overseas with Alex Derringer while he's competing, um, you know, those times. And then even moments of like, you know, one time we had a heavyweight that was a walk on and every day he came to the room and he did what you told him. And, and, um, he was there and he knew he was there as a partner for Austin Marsden. Well, one time Austin Marsden got hurt and he got the nod to start against Arizona State and he won a match and moments like that were was fulfilling as a coach. You know, where you get a, you see a guy that was never gonna be a starter or not and he got an opportunity, he had a moment in his life that he could always look back on and be like, I stepped on the Madden Gallagher and I won. So just there's so many different things and so to pinpoint it on is is just it's just hard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but those are all great examples that you gave us. Uh, another question before we get to just a couple segments at the end. Looking ahead, you know, whether it's one, five, ten, twenty, you know, the rest of your coaching career, and maybe maybe you're like, yo, I'm just starting this. Let me let me get into this. But is there, you know, would you like to eventually move up? And maybe do what Bill's doing. Would you like to become a, a college head coach, or or is it like, man, this this is what I'm doing right now. We'll, we'll figure that out later. You know, uh, the approach I always took in my career, and maybe to the outside public, you know, they see me at Oklahoma State for 21 years, and I've coached here for 14 years, and obviously, the older Coach Smith gets, and and everyone, you know, people start talking, like, who's the next head coach, who's this, who's that, and um, my approach was never the intention of uh, this is my goal. Like, I want to be the next head coach here, or I want to, you know, like you said, you know, go on to do Bill's job or or go on to do whatever, come back as it. You know, my approach was always like, like, even at OSU, my loyalty was the program, uh, the university, the department, and, and the Coach Smith. Um, I never did it with the full intention of, of, of this. I always took the approach because to me, it's kind of, I don't know, and maybe I'm an idiot for thinking this way, um, but I, I just thought it was always hypocritical um, for a coach to have types of goals like that. And the, re- and the reason I say that is because like, I feel like your duty as a coach and, and what you do as a coach is help others achieve their goals and achieve their dreams. And you do things for the right reasons and you... And you, and you um, you know, you help you help them, you know, become better people and, and, and better wrestlers and all those things because and then if you do that, I always was like if, if I do that and I help them that way, like opportunities will always come and when they do come, then I could then I can um, assess it and then make a decision about it. You know, so like the things about like OSU as an ex head coach or a head coach somewhere else or, or at USA wrestling or whatever it might be, it's like I don't want to I, I, I wouldn't say I don't want to put that pressure on myself, but um, I just I just thought it was always just 
you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think ambition works well as a coach in a sense of ambition for yourself and your, in your, in your sense of that career. I mean, I think you take advantage of opportunities that come your way, um, but you know, the job is is to help the kids. The job is to is to is to do that. So if you do that, you're always going to have that opportunity. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, whatever kind of comes comes, um, but I'm always going to just do it for the right reasons. And when those when those opportunities come up, then I'll assess it. You know, sure. That. Yeah. Great answer. Uh, okay, last thing. Moving into just a, a couple of segments, and I, I know you've been on the show before. We may, I may, have, may, may or may not have asked you this, but I'm gonna ask you again. And if you, you give the same answer, great. If it's different, that's cool. Uh, but this, it's called wins and whoopings, right? So, if, like thinking over the span of your entire career, you know, thinking of one win that stands out as memorable, and you're from kids club to junior high, high school, college, senior level, what, for whatever reason, it's memorable. It doesn't even have to be like a great win. It can just be. This kid used to kick my butt, and I finally beat him, or or anything. Okay. One win, and then like, but one whooping where that is more like, man, this I just got my ass kicked. Bad. This guy beat me up, and I came <laughs> off the mat. We've all had him, except maybe John Smith. And he's probably sure he's got whooped up yeah. to at some point. But like one one uh, win that stands out. Leroy Smith put put plenty on him at a young age. Yeah, right. But, we've uh, all we've all been beat up, but but one win stands out, and then one one whooping you've taken. You can do either uh, one first. Um, one win. Um, one whooping that stands out is like, so I got to train a lot at, I got to train a lot in 2003, 2004 with the World Olympic guys. Um, and, uh, you know, so I went to Colorado Springs a ton and would be there for weeks and work out with Eric and Jamil. And the problem is, is that when you get there and you're a good partner and at the same time you're a competitive partner, all of a sudden they'll throw you to the wolves you know so i mean i remember they're like all right we got match day today and i'm a 49 pounder and they're like uh espo you got joe williams today <laughs> and i'm like what the and like you know joe cut a lot of weight to get to 74 kilos or, or whatever it was at the time and if anyone in the audience now you know everyone will say like I think like the the dream matchup that if you could do a fantasy um, or a video game, it'd be you know Jordan Williams versus Joe Williams. I think if you and, and if you ask the generations of who they think will win, it, you'd be surprised of what people think. Now Joe Williams, the competition is was competitive too, but Joe Williams in the room, you know, I remember just going up to him before the match. I go, "Don't hurt me," <laughs> like like you get me in a position don't hurt me you know because i mean he was he was um fast explosive and he had arms as long as that he'd just reach out and he, you know and just grab you with your legs and it was just like you know you couldn't you couldn't wrestle with them so i mean i think those were were times maybe of a, of a whooping i think which I, I, I don't mind admitting because I was a young kid wrestling them. So, like, <laughs> the sense of pride. Mm -hmm. um, when, um, you know, I, I, I don't really really know so much of, of wins just because um, um, I, think, I think, you know, I'm sure there was times that I had some wins that gave me a lot of confidence. Um, you know, making the junior world team when I was in high school um, and, and, and winning that 
you know, beaten guys that have beaten me. Um, I think I think winning that tournament, I wrestled I wrestled Izzy Martin, uh, Israel, Martinez. Martinez. I wrestled yeah. Izzy wrestled Izzy in the finals, and Izzy was a the Juco, a JUCO champ at the time, transferring to Iowa, and I was in I was in high school, and I think when I won that, then I was like, man, I made the junior world team in high school, which at the time it wasn't, it was, it was more, way more rare to do. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, I think that was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm ready to wrestle. And I'm not only ready to wrestle like high school, but I'm ready to wrestle in college right away. And so I think that gave me, gave me a little bit more confidence also. Sure. Uh, yeah, I you know I was in college when you when you came up a couple of years older, but I remember you coming through and being like, holy, you know, true like you said, true freshman. Right? My one first match was against Missouri when you were there. My JP first match, Reese? my first college match in Gallagher, I wrestled. Oh, um, JP was it Reese? JP Reese. Reese. Yeah. So my first match in Gallagher, I go out, and you know, and, and it was like they're like, all right, they're pulling this true freshman's you know red shirt, and and my first match against him, and you know, I think he's ranked like eighth at the time or whatever he is, yeah. and I shot in. This guy cement mixed me to my back, and I'm fighting off my back for for you know, I'm like my first college match in Gallagher too, and I'm about to get pinned, and I end up like getting up from it. I I think I threw him, and then I took him down. And I turn and I and I end up pinning him. You know, but that was it. That was Missouri. Was my first match. I mean, I'm biased. I think you wrestled Skyler. I think you I wrestled Skyler. Right? Yeah, close. Yeah, he beat me close in the third. Uh, I mean, I'm 100 percent biased. I thought you. I thought you're pinned. Yeah, I was so scared. That's when we finally Missouri is just starting to get competitive at that time. Um, yeah, and I think it was. It was. Uh, they it were. Was, I, I think. Um, we, won we were defending national champs, and and we end up um, we lost to Missouri in a duel. The next year, the, the next year, yeah. I was, well, I was a sophomore. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was the first time yeah. Missouri ever beat ever beat Oklahoma State. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it was a huge deal for. No wonder why John was so mad after the duel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, three years before you were stomping holes in us, right? Like it was, you know, it's like oh, these guys, it's like yeah. We're here. Well, that's when Ben and Ben got there. Yeah, that was, and ben, you know Ben uh, took Pendleton to overtime. Chris was mm-hmm. ranked number one. That was that, I mean that was a wild duel. Yeah, it was at a high school. Yep, Hayeswood Central High School. It was hot. I wrestled Spades. Yeah, wrestled I think Spades. Had I was up at forty nine. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was a that was a crazy duel. Super fun duel. Um, okay, la- last thing. Uh, I gave you a heads up here. Hopefully you're ready, but this is joke time. So you know, at, at the at the end of the show, I like to give you know a day or two or a couple of days heads up to think about something. But put you on the spot here, funny man, and uh, whatever kind of joke you might have have for us, Zach. Right. I should I should have called Royce Alger a couple of times and asked him his <laughs> opinion of jokes. You got been good. But uh, he's like got I said, some I think I was talking to you earlier about this. I'm more of a little maybe in the moment type of funny guy, like yeah. witty, and say something. Um, so to actually come up with a joke, but I'll, I'll go to my I'll go to my um, go to dad joke. Love it. And I say, say um, why the girl date the mushroom? It's because he's a fun guy. Hey, zing! <laughs> he's a fun guy. Why 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 the why the girl go out with the mushroom on a date? You know, he's a fun guy. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So corny, bad, sorry. No, I love and, it. Uh, I'm a much better coach than I am a joke teller. 
All right. Well, well, that's good because we're, we're putting the youth of our country in your hands. <laughs> in my hands. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. The library hands. Yeah. Yeah. So don't screw them up. Uh, <laughs> I guess this last thing is, you know, final word. You know, we're going to let you have the final word here to say anything you might want to say. No, I'm, um, you know, I appreciate flow. I appreciate you guys doing all, you know, doing a lot of work. Um, I appreciate that you grew your hair out. You look much better with longer hair. You, you got like that Eddie hair? better. Yeah, you know, thanks. Look to you. Um, <laughs> that and just, um, you know, I'm excited about this new journey um, in, in my career and in my life and my family. And um, I think it's a good time to, to say, like, you know, a good buddy of mine, um, he played baseball. He played. He was played for the Cardinals. Uh, hey, go Matt back. Holiday. Matt Holiday. Yeah. And um, I've heard him, you know, say before. It's like when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. And um, you know, when I say yes to this job, there's a lot that you're saying no to. And I think the community of Stillwater is something that has been really special to me. Um, not only the team and the guys, but you know, your friends, you know, my church, and um, you know. Um, you know, my wife, you know, my wife's from Oklahoma and um, Stillwater. I raised my kids here and in, in this environment. And like I said, it's just like, I think I, I think I'm most appreciative of her and, and her support in this and my family support in this because, you know, their, their lives, you know, change from this. And um, I think it's, you know, can't thank her, you know, enough for, for supporting me in doing this um and so so i think that's what i'm, I'm most grateful about and sorry that the country has to hear it but um <laughs> i think those are things that you know as as parents and as as coaches that are taking different jobs there's a whole different side of your life that people don't from the outside see and mm-hmm. and your home life is is the most important thing you know outside your faith of um and it takes it takes a lot of people you know, to, to do those things and make sacrifices. Um, so I'm real grateful for that. I'm grateful for Stillwater. I'm grateful grateful for, um, you know, Coach Smith and his family. When I came here, I came to Stillwater as an 18, 19-year-old kid. And um, the Smith family, not just John, but the Smith family, you know, welcomed me into their home. You know, spent Christmases. Heck, John's daughter, Cece, was my flower girl at our wedding. And, uh, you know, Grandpa Smith bought me my first cowboy hat. You know, and um, those are things that are that are that are uh, beyond wrestling. You know, I could care less about my wrestling career at Oklahoma State. I could care less about a lot of those things. But but the impact that they had on me as a person, you know, those are building years of, of who you become as a person, as a character, and what you are as a coach. And um, I'm seriously grateful for that. And um, and um, you know, I look forward though to this next journey. I look forward to coaching our youth, coaching development be involved with the senior guys and I, I, I feel like I'm in it for the purity of the sport and um, you know I want to help USA Wrestling and help everyone that you know we we become the, the best in the world at every age level and um, that's going to be my goal and that's what I'm going to wake up every day wanting to do and and put myself out there to, to go do it so um, I'm excited, and I'm excited to take you along on the journey, Bader. We've been we've been kind of known each other for a long time, so hopefully we go on some overseas trips together. Heck yeah! No, I'd love it. Uh, love seeing that the guys develop. Love going on overseas trips, and I've always had uh, fun and enjoyed my time with you. So 
uh, sign me up, man. Let's go. All right, we're in. Cool. I appreciate well, it. Yeah, I appreciate you, Zach, and and was super pumped that you that you got this gig. I know you're going to do a great job, and and USA USA Wrestling and and USA is in good hands. So thanks for the time today. Best of luck with everything, and uh, we'll see you on that next trip. See you guys later. All right, thanks. Bye bye. Okay, folks, that's going to do it. We are done. First show in the new studio studio is over. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>